so and so I don't have a name hallelujah church service in the power of the Holy Ghost welcome everybody I thank the Lord that you made it when church does not really make much money I have a thousand and one reasons why you are clearly upset I give glory to God that you made it you will need to do one more thing Just one more thing, that is putting every effort so you can maximally gain. When I mean gain, I mean receive the truth and profit therein. Says. To her, slow to speak, slow to us. James chapter number one and verse nineteen. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let us let every man be swift to her, slow to speak. Slow to wrath. For the wrath of man walketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. This speaks of sinfulness and rebellious attitude of preconceived notion. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye performers, poesies, poesies. This is the word doers of the word. Be actors. Take role of responsibility and act the word. The place, like I've always said, is the new creature. You are not a Gentile primarily. I'm sorry, you are not an Israelite or a Jew primarily. You are not circumcised after the flesh. The circumcision is spiritual but inward of the spirit but of the letter Romans 2 and verse 29 be actors be performers you don't have any in 
independent role. You don't have any freelance casual role in the Bible. The only allotment of space the Bible has for you is that of a Gentile who has become a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're going to keep being a square peg in a round hole and a round peg in a square hole, missing the will of God and misunderstanding God's concepts and being rebellious towards Him. If you don't effectively manage your status and position, that of a new creature. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Christ, we used to know after the flesh. Him, we know no longer after the flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Second Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 16 and verse 17. Put away filthiness, sinfulness. Put away preconceived notions. Stop reading the Bible with your perspectives. Stop assuming. Stop thinking how it ought to be. Stop thinking how it must be to look like you want it to look. Stop thinking how you think it will be right. And start to think exactly what the Bible says. I have lived my life over the years void of unnecessary spectacular sensationalism. I have avoided the temptation to play to the gallery or to preach to call human favor admiration or praises. I have on the very table of my mind the consciousness of God the Father, God the Son, and God who is the Holy Spirit. By whom we have been brought into fellowship of deity. One scripture haunts me all of the time, like some others. Galatians 1 and verse 1, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man. It rings a bell within the very sinews of my thinking. It guards every action and step. I don't preach to people's fancy. I don't seek human admiration for whatsoever advantage that man will give me. 
Sometimes when I cry for support, and I'm saying, Oh my Lord. After some folks will say, I thought you said you don't ever preach to human admiration. What are you not doing again? Jude 1 16. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. I remember Galatians chapter 1, verse 1 Paul, an apostle, not of men, not of a man, but by Jesus Christ. And God the Father who raised him from the dead. Instead, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? Oh, for if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. I, I, I have it very strong upon my mind that we don't need in any way human support to advance the kingdom primarily god sent us with the truth and whatever it takes and at whatever cost we should be able to preach and proclaim the gospel of grace not carrying a root about human sentiments there are several people today who are heirs They've erred from the truth. They've erred from the vision. They've erred from what God has sent them to do. Just because they are attempting to win human favor. How do you get the money if you don't preach what they love to hear? How will you get the support if you don't try never to offend them? you and sing accolade how they glorify your person and speak well of you if you hit them hard in the heart in the face and say the word of God says this I bring it upon you for you to do or you are damned outside the truth how will you not make them your enemies by the truth that you preach. How Galatians 1 verse 16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. People are rebellious. They hate to hear the truth. They hate to hear the truth. He's admonishing Timothy. 
Acts 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Preach the word. Verse 2. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exact without long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own loss shall they hear to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. These are the last days. I choose to stay with the truth of the word of the living God. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the later times some shall depart from the faith. For real. Giving him to say this is spirit and reduction of devils. Having their conscience, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sealed with hot iron. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat with God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. ETC. These are the last days. Second Timothy 3 verse 1. This thou know also that in the later times, in the last days, perilous or fierce demonic times shall come. Preach the word. Lord God, preach the word, whether it's convenient or not, preach it. If you are hungry, preach the word. If you are sad and your own issues are left undone and unkempt, shoddy and in misery, preach the word. If your life looks topsy-turvy and you have no direction, similarly or literally, as a child of God, you don't even know where the next meal is coming from, you don't know what is going to happen tomorrow, preach the word. Your concerns can wait. Things about you can wait. Preaching the word cannot wait. Preaching the word cannot wait. These are the last days. the last days I've been preaching Christ the center and I've moved into a, a better or superior testament you may wish to call it a superior testament a superior superior testament This is the word better you find in the Bible. The book of Hebrews has been described by some people as the better book. And I know that amidst the scholarship there is a lot of argument going on. concerning the writer of Hebrews. I've never had this issue because for all I care and I know about the truth 
The writer of Hebrews is not as important as the content of the book of Hebrews or the letter to Hebrews. If you don't have any certain or valid reality or fact about it, we have no right to fight over it. In fact, I don't think it's sensible to argue over it at all and in any way. Till the seed should come to whom God made the promise. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of the mediator. Hebrews 1 4 describes Christ this way being made so much better than the angels. Hebrews 6 and verse 9, but beloved, we are persuaded better things. Hebrews 7 and verse 19, for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. Hebrews 7 and verse 22, by so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament Hebrews 8 and verse 6 but now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises Hebrews 10 and verse 23 it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in heaven should be provided with this but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this. For we, Hebrews 7 verse 34, for ye had compassion of me in my bones, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Hebrews 11 verse 16, but now they desire a better country. Country. Hebrews 11 verse 35 speaks of a better resurrection. Hebrews 11 and verse 40 speaks of some better theme. Hebrews 12 and verse 24 and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Better. Better. It means stronger. Correctively better, but it's noblier. It means best. This is the Greek word. In the Greek, it means best. Superior. Best. He is the charity. Now, which is also the of the best of the best testament best it also means best better it's a Greek word best better <laughs> 
which you title this subsequently a noblier or a better testament let's just put better testament a best better testament best better testament and over the week and even before now I've been in deep thoughts and in prayer and I must let you know that I have been so bothered and bothered and terrified by the mongrel complications in the body of Christ resulting from a lack of this simple ideology a lack of understanding of this simple truth I've been so bothered I've been so I've been so bothered I've had it up to my neck I'm, I'm so I'm so saddened I, I almost don't know what to go to do next I'm so I'm so terrified by the all striking disturbances I have on my mind because several pastors and church leaders church managers administrators have no idea of this simple truth you and I have relationship with God on the grounds of the best better the best nobler or superior testament I've said the old and new covenants should never ever be viewed or perceived or seen like you will see an old shoe compared with a new shoe to your old jalopy compared with your latest SUV your sports utility vehicle please don't think this is about some old book new book we're talking about a superior a more excellent a more excellent ministry based on the blood of God himself versus the first testament was that was based on the blood of bulls which today has become obsolete annulled disannulled and useless the old testament has been abolished abolished Second Corinthians 3 verses 12 to 14. Hebrews 7 from verse 18. For it, there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect but the bringing in of a better hope did by the which we declare to God. Since we have come to Jesus, Hebrews 12 and verse 24, the mediator of the new covenant and the blood of sprinkling that speaketh best better than that of Abel. The blood of Abel speaks vengeance. 
Abraham speaks retribution. The Bible of Abraham speaks condemnation and justice and judgment. Psalm 143 and verse 2 Enter thou not into judgment with thy servant. For by this shall no living flesh be justified. A better thing, oh my God, than the blood of Abel that speaks retribution and vengeance and justice. The Old and New Testaments are not a unique pair, a unique twin. Testament are not a striking special toying combination. Something makes me sad. You know what makes me sad? Certain pastors feel they have it so smart, so accurately figured out. They will quote you a verse from the Old Testament and then from the New Testament. As it were, a combination they have it all smart someone says oh oh you say it's old testament you say it's old testament let me also show you in the new <laughs> it's so sad day you say it's old testament i will show you in the new <laughs> the old and new testaments do not give a formidable combination it, it brings my mind straight to this religious metaphysical talismanic voodoo ideology where people have it all combined someone says you 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 you, you to Jesus <laughs> you you talk to Allah you you talk to Hare Krishna you talk to Babalao you from Japan try some voodoo try some Telugu idol worship in India as though gods are complementary this is a very wrong idea. The, the, the fact of complementary energies. The Old and New Testaments are not complementary. The Old and New Testaments are not complementary. The Old and New Testaments are not based on just the book but the reality of the book and its contents the Bible does not teach us the worship of the Bible the Bible does not teach us a worship of some demi-semi-gods with certain proof texts used as basis of fundamentals consolidated ideologies of human religions the bible teaches the worship of god through christ jesus who loved us and gave himself up for us 
to die and raise from the dead so he's justified to give the ungodly man eternal life you need to hear me preach while Jesus came once I preached this sermon in this church why Christ came and the brother said to me the brother said the moment you said why did Jesus come I got sad. I said, definitely, huh, this pastor has been busy during the week. And we know he's always busy. He's always trotting, trying to make ends meet. He's too poor for such free ministry. So the moment he said, why Christ came, I just, I just tuned off. But according to this medical doctor, he said, it ended up being the most powerful sermon I ever had all my life. He gave his life to Christ again. <laughs> Why did Jesus Christ come? <laughs> Very powerful. It took me one hour, two hours to expose it, but by the time I was through, the guy said, Ah! This is hot. I've never ever thought about it like this. I've never ever had this exposition before. Because Jesus actually was made a sacrificial lamb of atonement. He atoned. He propitiated. He died in our stead. He took our place. The just for the unjust in the flesh he was quickened in the spirit the just for the unjust first Peter 3 and verse 18 for Christ also hath once suffered for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit the just for the unjust going to it and I won't close in good time and I she will not finish why did Christ come he didn't have to die but he had to die he would not have died but there was no way in God's sight to justify ungodly man in himself than to have the very covenant of his divine will and promise towards them pay a grisly sacrificial death that will plead mercy after atonement of reconciliation oh, it's a long long story it's so saddening that we feel the book as a book is just good enough but, but the book teaches its content you are not standing on God's word by standing on the book you can only stand on God's word by being assured in faith 
of what the world says by believing it. Performance. Doing. Blessed, she said, is the room that bathed and the paths that you sought. She said, said, interrogated quick, blessed. And they that hear the word of God and keep it. It is not some religious submissions. Rather, it is a life of the truth. Blessed obey that hear the word of the living God and keep it. It's 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 so mind-blowing the kind of um, smart techniques we attempt to employ in Bible interpretation and subsequent usage. It's 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 just funny. When you just look for a verse some employ the concordance in a very wrong way we take a concordance a list of words we just look for one verse under the Old Testament and we look for one under the New Testament as complementary faculties for prayer religious submission where the book is more important than what the book says religious surmisings of men of reprobate minds destitute of the truth where the book is more sacred than deity it teaches even pernicious concupiscence of men with vain ideologies of religion where he just gets excited over the words without any interest in the meaning Luke 11 verse 27 and the came pass as he spake these things a certain woman of the coming lifted up her voice and said unto him blessed is the womb that bare thee and the paps which thou hast sucked but he said ye rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it if you know this thing Jesus said to his disciples happy are ye if you do them Ladies and gentlemen, I should look into the word. You will see the relevance of both testaments. You will see the distinctiveness. You will also see one fact I've hammered 
for um, three, two weeks now. This congruence between them, the impossibility of simultaneous or concomitant operation. You can you cannot you cannot operate both testaments at the same time. It's not possible. human religions at the same time because human religions are fundamentally different I've said this very logical thing by some scholars some people in the scholarship they've said religions are fundamentally the same but superficially different in actual sense religions are fundamentally different the very basis the very rudimentary thing that is the ironclad fundamental foundational structure differs, varies. I say Catholics are not believers. You say, ah, pastor, don't talk like this. I say, but the role apportioned Mary is not biblical at all. Jesus is the mediator and this is I mean Jesus is I mean Mary is the mediator and this is very wrong it makes the Catholics far from the truth I don't struggle much about religions when I read about religion I always look at the fundamental beliefs this is what I do for any human religion I want to study and I've done a lot of comparative religion that has spanned over 15 years I mean over I've, I've compared earthly religions many of them what I look at first and foremost what I study are the fundamental etiquettes the very fundamental beliefs the seven day Adventists are not believers they are not the Jehovah's Witnesses are not born again. They are not. And several other Christian groups in quotes. Because fundamentally, if you see what they believe, you know it's not possible they have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. The same way, if you think the Old Testament is right, applicable, and usable now, I'm not sure you are born again. You are falling from grace. The ideology of falling from grace is not um, is not practicable. It's, it's not is not a reality. It's just a hypothesis. If you are justified by the laws of Moses, you can't be justified by grace. Is what he said. Because in actual sense, it's impossible now be justified by the laws of Moses and it's it is impossible Galatians chapter number 5 and verse 4 John 13 17 if you know this this happy are you if you do them are you sure that you are in church Galatians chapter number 5 and 
must number four to path Christ is become of no effect unto you whosoever you are justified by the Holy Ghost you know what you can think of this you can say well I have left Christ I'm justified by the Lord it's just a hypothetical thing is a hypothetical thing because it is impossible for anybody to be justified by the law. It is impossible that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident the just shall live by faith. Galatians 2:16, Romans 3 and verse 20. Psalm 130 and verse and verse 3 Thou O Lord be thou shouldest make iniquity who shall stand it is not possible to be justified by the laws of it is impossible it is impossible for any human being to be justified so when he says you are falling from grace what he's saying is this look if it is by moses you are justified then grace is no more grace just grace is become of no effect unto you i like this one at galatians 2 and verse 20 i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live the life i now live in the flesh live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself up for me i do not frustrate the grace of god for if righteousness cometh by the law then christ is dead in vain he said christ sent me not to baptize first corinthians 1 17 but to preach the gospel not in the wisdom of words lest the cross of jesus be made of non effect it's useless if if god answers your prayer by the old testament christ died in vain and it's not even possible hypothetically if it is possible for the old testament to begin to operate again christ is useless you know this this kind of academic or better still understanding posture is what many believers lack many pastors don't have this this intelligent logic the same roof i said something to you in this church i don't know how you took it i said you are just a gentile and there is no way you can partake of anything under the old testament because you are not a jew yes the only link you have with god through the old testament is christ who can suit the old testament it's amazing 
the only link you have with the Old Testament is Christ who cancelled the Old Testament. The, the reason why you can have any, any relevant to you under the Old Testament is Christ. And he cancelled it. So what are you doing? You know, on Sunday, a church member said, Sir, sir, don't use the word useless. It's not good. Maybe people are confused because you are saying useless. <laughs> very intimidating, very harsh. But this is not my word. Hebrews 8 and verse 13, in that he saith a new, he had made the first useless. Obsolete. Okay, maybe we should think quickly of this sense. We say it's useless and obsolete. We say it's abolished and annulled. Yet, we say it's useful for learning. Romans 15, 4, 1 Corinthians 10, 6, and then 11. So, where does useless come in? Well, it is still absolutely obsolete and useless because it does not serve the purpose for which it was created. It was not created for Gentiles to learn from. It was created as a binding rule because of the transgressions of Israel. See, the switch will come. Now the seed has come. It is cancelled. So if we say it's useless, we are still very right. Though useful for learning, it is absolutely useless for the purpose of which it was established. For if the first testament had been faultless, there would no place have been sought for a second. The reason why God sought for a second or a new testament is because of the fault. The fault. of the first testament acts of the apostles chapter number 13 Paul is preaching in Antioch of Pisidia acts 13 from verse 13 You look at this word at verse 36. Acts 13, 36 for David. After he had served his own generation. David. After he had served his own generation. God fell asleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised again saw no corruption. Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe, all, no exception, are justified from all things 
from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses. The Old Testament excludes you. I don't, I don't understand your brain work. The Old Testament excludes you. This same very verse you love to quote, this, this verse you love so much in the book of Psalms, this, this amazing story that you use for prayers, this, this um, thing about Israel that is so spectacularized that aids you and pushes you to pray, this, this spirit of supplication upon the house of Jacob that you want, this, this uh, calisthenic, acrobatic dance spirit upon David that made him dance out of his clothes naked before all Israel actually excludes you. The Old Testament excludes you. So what are we talking about? The Old Testament excludes you. Testament. <laughs> Are you in church? The Old Testament makes you an enemy. The Old Testament excludes you. The Old Testament exclude so so what what are we doing Ephesians chapter number two the old testament excludes you completely huh in church enemies of God Ephesians chapter number 2 circumcision by that called circumcision verse 11 you were aliens you were unwanted you were aliens aliens are foreign enemies aliens are not welcome in our space because aliens are dangerous When you hear of aliens in the scientific world, it's speaking of possibilities of life on some other planets and some evil scientific agenda they have against us. Aliens are dangerous. 
when you hear of UFOs, unidentified flying objects, they are supposed to be things that come from alien planets that spell destruction for the planet Earth. You were strangers. You had no hope. You had no good. The Old Testament makes you godless. So what are you doing with it? Look at verse 13 of Ephesians 2. But now in Christ. 14. For he is our peace. 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. You were an enemy of God. The Old Testament that you are using. You are an enemy. What are you doing? an uncircumcised alien a foreigner, a stranger without hope without God this is what the Old Testament calls you you see it's not useless the Old Testament is not useless but it calls you an enemy you have no right to the Old Testament you have no basis to relationship with God. If you are hopeless and without God in this world, what are you doing with the Old Testament? And you say, Pastor, Pastor, no rebel, no rebel, rebel don't understand. It's still Christ. It is the same Jesus who nullifies the Old Testament. Verse 15. Having abolished the enmity, even the law of commandments containing ordinances, for to make in himself of toying one new man, so make peace. The peace of the Gentile, uncircumcised, Jews or circumcised, divide is in Christ Jesus. that divide is only found in Jesus reconciliation is in Christ it is not in the Jewish lineage it is not in the Gentile generation it's in Christ to God so what exactly are you doing by attempting to play smart against the principles of truth 
That's why I, say, I think you are being smart. You are trying to outsmart redemption to quickly take advantage of the Old Testament. You are trying to outsmart the truth of Christ's death and resurrection. But it's not possible. Because the Old Testament condemns you as a misfit. Label. You are wanted. You are welcomed here. Ephesians chapter 1 describes who you are in Christ Jesus. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. We are not sons of God. We are adopted sons of God. And it's not just, listen and listen good. sons of God, not just are Gentiles, even Jews are also adopted sons of God because we all were never sons of God except in Christ Jesus. As many as received him to them, he gave the right to be called the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Which cannot put of the will of man, flesh or blood. Israel was born of the will of man. Israel is no son of God by the New Testament. It's by faith in his death and resurrection you and I are called the sons of God. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Galatians 1 verse 4 But when the fullness of time was come God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Are you in church? To redeem them that were under the law. So she was never in the law. In spite of the fact that Israel was described as children of God and the Son of God is on parts of the Bible, yet the New Testament modifies this. Because Christ had to come to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. The adoption into sonship or the adoption as God's children is only in Christ's. Is not found any other way. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. In the beloved. And because he has sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then a heir of God through Christ, Romans 8, 17, join the hands of God with Christ. So this ideology of a little of 
the rule of the new is odd, is wrong. Once I advanced this in a very simple way, I said, if you don't believe the Old Testament is valid, then what do you believe? Old Testament invalid, what then do you believe? Some years ago, as I began to read my Bible, because there was no human being on this earth who taught me or preached at me or told me the Old Testament is invalid. No human being on this earth. There are several things I teach you in this church. No human being taught me I never read any book. For example, defining sin. No human being taught me the definition of sin. That sin is not an attitude, it's a nature. No human being taught me. No human being taught me to define fruit of the spirit, the gift of the spirit. No human being taught me to define redemption. No human being taught me Christocentricity of the Bible. In fact, I used the word several times for several years before I discovered it I just I just on the stage created like I do when you are just created the words and I using it <laughs> on the stage preaching the word of God there are some words I create like that I should be called a neologic preacher because English words I construct or say that I begin to use no human being taught me the definition of mercy or grace no human being on this earth ever did was God by his Holy Spirit through the word several years ago I began to read the Bible and pray and I began to see some striking things in the Bible I will share with members of our fellowship on campus then Then I got to the point and I preached and I said, Tithes is Old Testamental, is done away with. Effectively replaced with 2 Corinthians 9 and number 7. Every man has a purpose in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, nor necessity for God love the cheerful giver. And I remember that a number of our church leaders then said to me, I'm talking about 1980 now. Talking about 1989, over 31 years ago, a number of our church leaders said to me, they said, said, Sir, we have to be careful. This issue of tithes will ruin our ministry. We are going to die poor, which really is a reality now. We are really dying poor. I will not forget what I said to them. I said, consider this there is nothing I'm preaching at you which I overheard I'm not sounding the echo of another man's voice I'm not making a caricature a joke or a mimicry of some preacher I'm not here trying to advance the course of my spiritual father somewhere I'm preaching 
what I think is a revelation from the Holy Ghost as I read my Bible. I said, God is taking us somewhere. I told him. We had some argument too. I said, God is taking us. And I said, the Lord is taking us to some depth. If we get halted over this issue of tithes because of money, there are several things God will still show us we are going to miss. And I began to tell them. Funnily enough, a number of them today are even backsliding because the journey with the Spirit they could not endure. I've always thought about it. Why would I get something clear from the Bible and refuse to preach it because of money, remunerations, or fame? Why am I scared of human beings? So scared of human beings I can't talk. Who are they? Are they God? This is the reason why the truth is not popular in the body of Christ. Because people that discover the truth refuse to preach it. They love the praise of men than the truth of the Holy Scriptures. Amongst the Jews, in the days of Jesus Christ, John 12, verse 42, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also, many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they love the praise of man more than the praise of God. They loved the praise of man more than the praise of God. They love the praise of John 5.44 How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? They love the praise of man. They will not confess him. Hey! My Lord! John 9 22. This word struck his parents. The man that was one like, because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess him that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. <laughs> I said, brethren, God is taking us somewhere. And I thank God, God is still taking us somewhere doctrinally. I dare you to, to forsake all others and to stick to the leadership, the guidance, and the teaching power of the Spirit of God in your conscientious study of the Bible and watch how God will take you. He's <coughs> going to take you in strides, the depth of knowledge. It will come so firm on your mind. understand it. Hebrews 2 and verse 1 Therefore we need to give the more honest heed to the things that we have received less at any time we find them to slip away from us. Truly if you don't 
lay hold on truth you'll be shocked that things you think you know you will not know again very soon experience if the Lord teaches you something no matter how difficult no matter how explosive no matter what it sounds like break it because if you don't it will slip from you you will not make progress there are many believers who have truncated the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit in their lives they don't want to sound like revue they don't want to sound like pastor they don't want to sound like a brother once said to me the brother said the main problem I had while I was here was the fact that each time you preach something I always look for reasons why it is not so he's abroad now he has according to him downloaded all sermons on the internet from this church because he lost a grip of his life he made up his mind i must find a reason why what you are saying is not so while he was here so i start off and it's true the brother said to me the brother said the moment you are five minutes someone i know all you are saying <laughs> Redemption, that's all. Redemption, no, you don't listen to what I'm preaching at you. Listen, you miss the will of God. Jesus is the mediator of a superior, superior. by so much <laughs> by so much was Jesus made a surety a guarantor of a better best a superior a nobler is not about me it's not about us in this church it's about the truth the moment you pick a verse from the old testament and one from the new you you exude you exhibit foolishness and confusion the moment you lay hold on a verse of the old testament as a claim of relationship as, as a guidance, as truth, you miss the will of the Father. Do you not hear the law? You that desire to be under the law. Yeah, I know. You that desire to be under the law. Tell me. <laughs> Paul is a Jew. You need to read his CV of Philippians 3. Begin to read from verse, verse 1 to 9. You, you, you see Paul. He's talking here. 
prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. You to hear Paul's pains and cries and lamentation over Israel. Israel has missed it. Romans 9 1 I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience always also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continuous sorrow in my heart. No wonder I started this sermon this evening by saying I have a serious torture in my mind concerning believers who think the Old Testament is still relevant as basis of claims and promises appropriation in God. I have evidence of feeling bad about them and dying. For I could wish that myself we are cursed. See this, I wish that we are cursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. It is it, it is it. Galatians 4, verse 21. Tell me. I just, ah, I like the, 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 the New Testament is blade. The Old Testament is one-edged sword. Both are double-edged sword. You are in error. Double combination therapy. Error. One verse under the old, one in the new. Error. How useful, useless is the Old Testament. But uh, you say we can read it, yes, and say it's useless because it is no longer valid for the purpose for which it was established. So it's useless. If it has to be improvised or used for something else that is ridiculous compared to what was created, it is useless. It is useless. It is invalid. It can no longer be viable again or useful anymore. Please don't have the mind it's the same God. It's only in the New Testament we have an idea. He was told something about God. The Old Testament is very futile and faulty. Finished and abolished. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law. Do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons. The one by one made the other by three women. But he who was of the woman was born out of the flesh, but he of the woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory or a sign. For these are the two covenants. We always say that the bond woman speaks of Muslims. It's a lie. The bond woman speaks of the Old Testament. Many believers are of the Old Testament. Many believers, I say it again, are the bond woman. You know why they are of the Old Testament? It's just hypothetical because you can't, you cannot practice the Old Testament. See what I say? I say, if the Old Testament is viable, number one, you must bring back old tabernacle. You must bring back a high priest after the order of Aaron. You must bring back the killing of the 
animals used and the sacrifices and the washings that were imposed upon them until the time of Christ then chief of all you must kill Christ because Christ nullifies blood of bulls if the blood of bulls must be relevant you must kill Christ it's a shame on Jesus if in spite of his blood you are laid hold on the blood of bulls it's terrible it's bad it's blasphemous for the child of God to go back under the Old Testament it's blasphemous because you are asking for Christ's death you are acting as though Christ has died again you are proclaiming shame on Jesus when you come back under the Old Testament you are proclaiming shame on Christ shame on Christ that's what you are doing each time the saint of God quotes the Old Testament in God's sight he says shame to Jesus I'm going to say this on Sunday because most believers hold to the fact that the Old Testament describes the Muslim. Far from the Bible. I'm amazed. God's word has no difference or relevance or link to Islam at all. Old Testament, New Testament has no record answering to Islam. Jesus had come and gone. Several prophets had died 4,000 years before Christ came. Jesus had come and gone over 650 years before Muhammad came. Yet, not anything he said under the Old Testament and the New Testament about Muhammad or about Islam. It's a shameful for Islam. The bulk of the Quran was copied from the Old Testament. Isn't it shameful? Here comes one person arguing with me one day. The guy said, the guy said, the Bible copied from the Quran. The Bible copied from the Quran. He was saying very vehemently as a Muslim man. When you can get Muslims in talk, the next thing they draw in marriage, they kill you. And for killing you, they make heaven. What kind of God is that to be endured? A God that requires the death of someone so that you can make heaven. It's a wicked cruel satanic god this is the allah person he's satanic he's evil and cruel who is blood is a blood festive vampire allah is a blood festive vampire allah is a blood festive vampire can you imagine religion thrive on the death of innocent people islam is waxing stronger not east because people are dying is it not shameful that Several Muslims are still comfortable being Muslim in spite of the fact that people are dying. And somebody says, no, no. Boko Haram and the insurgents or terrorists are not Muslims. And I ask, so who are they? Someone says, la ilaha allah, and recites the Quran, kill somebody, you say he's a, he's, a, he's a Christian, you must be out of your mind. So, what do we argue? Alright, the argument is, the Bible is copied from the Quran. Yet, the Bible is so proud, it makes no mention of its origin. No, no, you see, it was twisted. Wait, wait, all right. Let's not argue on the grounds of religious biases. 
tell you this church once I used to believe the Bible because I was a believer after a while I became scholastic I said no that's subjective it's subjective to believe the Bible because you're a believer let's see the authenticity the credit compared with other books of this earth and I have found it most creditable if the Bible is not creditable as a book of accurate history no other book on this earth is one of the most creditable books on earth the most creditable books on earth by many scholars over 90 percent of scholars agree the bible is the most creditable book ever in the history of mankind i said okay let's think about it so what things that happened in this book happened four thousand years before christ came christ came and died 650 60 70 years Muhammad comes then the hadith and the quran and we have the gods of sanity to say this book copied from books after it it's insanity doesn't make sense Muhammad and his cohorts copied from the old testament copied from the scrolls copied from the volumes of the prophets copied from the pentatops genesis and exodus copied several things there laws of men the body man does not speak of the muhammadian he speaks of the old testament stand to your feet hallelujah